Everybody's doing here so okay. Uh, this morning, if you want to turn into your Bibles, uh, we're going to start in Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, we're going to look at just the first, uh, no, can I, verse 14, not even close to the first. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 through uh, 21. You know, um, we just began Lent, and um, Lent has always been, um, for me, one, one of my most favorite seasons in the church calendar. Uh, always had just a, a major impact in my life, you know, growing up and, and as I've gotten older. And I'm like, this is huge. Consistently, year in and year out, this has been a time where um, the Lord has met with me in, in a, just a new and re uh, in a refreshing way, a new and challenging way where he begins to just kind of work on my heart. You know, honestly, though, last year, um, Lent was not quite the same. I don't know if you remember it, if you remember this. Um, if, if you don't, I'll, I'll remind you. Right as we began Lent last year, the coronavirus hit. Do you remember that? Okay, it's not not too not too distant. Um, and so, uh, I just remember last year thinking, um, yeah, I don't know if I have the wherewithal to uh, to go through with you know uh, the devotions and getting down in deep with the Lord and, and that kind of stuff. And I remember just really kind of you know struggling through the Lent season. Uh, last year because of everything that was going on and just, you know, the fact that life got turned flipped up, excuse me, flipped upside down. That just came right out. Not half you don't know what I'm talking about, but a lot of other half you do. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? No, so just not even half of you, like three of you over here. Okay. Uh, where you just, life changed and it changed so quick and it changed so dramatically that, you know, it just kind of threw me off. But I really believe this year that God wants to do a work in you and in me during this season, specifically during this season, that there's that, that God really wants to come and he wants to bring a refreshing to you. He wants to bring what I'm going to say is, is a, a rerouting or a reestablishing. And so I want to look at these verses in Ephesians, Ephesians 14 through 21. Ephesians 14 through 21 says this, for this reason, I kneel before the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how deep is the love of Christ. And to know that this love surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. When I, when I read these verses, it, it, I am just immediately struck by the passion and the love that God has for me. 
and the things that he wants to do in our lives. And, and Paul is reminding us here that, that, that the Lord is always moving towards us and moving in us and wants to meet you in a special way and wants to do things in our life. But often when, when, when we want to begin to let God work on us, there's a certain way we want to do it or a certain way we want it done. But here Paul tells us where the true power and, and our true strength and true security comes from. And it, it starts this way with God's glorious wisdom. God's glorious wisdom, the God who abounds in, in everything, wants to pour out into you. And he doesn't just want to pour out into you certain, you know, all, all these fun things, you know. What, what He wants to pour out into your inner being is what it says here. Paul says he wants to strengthen you. He wants to give you power in your inner being. That's the title of this message, Inner Being. That way, you know, when people look at it online, they wonder, what is that? Um, I just thought that would be fun. Um, sorry. But there's something we've got to grasp here is that this is the way God always moves. This is the way God always moves in us. It's, it's not that he wants to just give us things and he not just provide for us and not just make provision in our life, but he wants to power and strengthen you in your inner being. And sometimes that's hard for us to grasp because we don't think like that. We often look at the outside. We are, and it's been a, a problem since the beginning of time. In, in, in Samuel 16, it says, don't look at the outside, but God looks at the inside when you're looking for the king. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? He says, don't look at the appearance. God doesn't look at the appearance, but he, but he looks at the inside. So when we're looking for things and we're looking at people, what we always look at is the outside. And here's the real hard part is often when we look at ourselves, we often don't look at the inside. We look at the outside. When we begin to examine ourselves, we begin to look at ourselves the way the world looks at people or the way I look at somebody else. I begin to then look at myself in the same way. That I, I don't have this or I don't have this. I wish I looked this way. I wish I was in this stage in my life. I wish all these different things that the world tells me I need. And I'm looking for security in those things. And I'm looking um, to be rooted and to be grounded and to be established with these things. But it's actually quite the opposite. You know, my, my son right now is big into superheroes. Um, it's funny because he doesn't watch a whole lot of superhero shows, but he has this one folder that has all the superheroes on it. And he carries around with him almost every day, pointing out the superheroes on that and, and what they do and how they act. And, you know, it's, it's mostly the Marvel guys, so it's all the, you know, they look weird and they look strange and they look, you know, big and that kind of stuff. And then every now and then he runs around saying, I punch monsters, uh, which is great. You know, I never have to look under his bed for monsters. He just takes care of them all. So, you know. And, and um, the other day when I, was, when I was looking at this scripture and God was just kind of, you know, doing a work in my heart, I be, for some reason the image of Maddie running around with this um, little folder with all these people on it just hit me like a ton of bricks. But this is what we look at as far as being strong and being courageous and these outside, you know, the big green, the Hulk is big and green, ugly, and Thor, he's got the hammer. And, and, and the, you know, what, what's the one guy who shoots the thing out of his hair? Vision. See? Yeah, you killed it. You know, but, and we look at powerful, and we look at strong, and we look at secure in that way. 
But really, power and trauma are the people that walk around, and, and they never have to say anything about how smart they are or how powerful they are or, or how courageous they are. They just walk. I don't know about you, but I, I can think of a, a handful of people in my life that I know they are strong, and I know they are powerful, and I know they are courageous, and they've never said it. They've never talked about it. They've never tried to show off their superhero powers, but they walk in their place of security. And that comes from understanding the love God has for you. To fully understanding how much God loves you. But we can't get there unless we let God do the work in our inner being. Psalm 139 reads this way. It says, Oh, Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit down. You know when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down. You are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O oh Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before. You lay your hand on me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot count it. See, this is how well God knows you. He knows every single thing about you. He knows every hurt. He knows every pain. He knows every thought. He knows all the anger that might reside. He knows all the loneliness that might reside. He knows all the fear that might be deep down inside that you don't let anybody know. He knows it all. And what he says is, I love you. He says, despite all of, of your shortcomings and despite where you might think you might struggle, I love you. And not just that, but he wants to heal those things. He doesn't want to change your appearance. He doesn't want to uh, just give you good gifts, which he does, but he doesn't want to just do that. He wants to heal you from the inside, the deepest parts, the darkest parts of your heart, of your inner being. He wants to work on those and tell you, I love you. It says this, I pray that you be rooted and established in love. Not not rooted and established in, in your gifts, not rooted and established in your, your abilities, not rooted and established in, in, in whatever it might be, in your income or, or, or whatever it might be. He says, I want you to be rooted and established in love. Being known and being loved by God is the only way that we can walk in this world in security. Not having to live up to the expectations of, of other people, to live up to the expectations I have for myself. We live up to the expectations that God loves us. But in that, he wants to work on your life. This is the word I have. Is I, I feel like during this season of Lent, God wants to reroute and reestablish you. You know, we, we have been talking about uh, uh, stepping into the world and, 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 and talking to people and reaching people for Christ and being in the mess of the world. But at the same time, God wants to reroute you. He wants to, to secure you. He wants to speak his life and his love into those deep and darkest places in your life. So that you can walk around not worried about what anybody else says. Not worried about what you might say about yourself. But just worried about who you are in Christ. And the thing is, we, we, we were singing about it. And, and Billy even said it. He's, he's calling you into his presence. During this season of Lent, I think he wants you to draw ever so close so that you can hear him speak, so that he can begin to heal those pains and, and to heal those hurts and to take away those fears and to replace them with his perfect love. 
He's calling you to draw unto him during the season. I believe that he wants to reroute you and to reestablish you in love. And it's amazing when, when Paul is talking here, he always brings it back, not just to the individual, but to the community. He says, that you may know how high and how wide and how long the deep love is of Christ. Oh, I just missed something. Ah, there it is. May you have the power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high and deep is the love of Christ. See, this isn't just individual, but this is us as a community digging in. It's us speaking that love into each other. Us reassuring one another that you are loved by God, that you are known by God, that he is going to, to meet every single need in your life. These are the things that we should be speaking to one another each and every day. Because often, even in, in, in amongst ourselves, we still tend to view ourselves as the world views us. They have this and they have that, but I'm not there. I watched it the other day. I saw it. And, and that's how we begin to look at people and how we begin to think about people. And instead, what we're called to do is begin to speak the love of Christ into our lives, into one another's lives, to, to remind people when they're having a hard time, to remind people when they're lonely, to remind people when they're in despair, God loves you. God will always love you. You can't measure how high. You can't measure how wide. You can't measure how deep. It is unmeasurable love that he has for you. It's love that Paul says surpasses knowledge. And this is probably one of my most favorite lines in, in all of the Bible. You can find it in a couple places. That ye may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. That ye may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. I want everything God has I want everything God has for you. But in order to do that, we've got to let him work in our lives. Because he's got so many things for us. He, he wants to pour out his love. He wants to pour out his blessing. This is the fullness of God. The fullness of God is unmeasurable. And it never stops and it keeps growing and it keeps overflowing in our life. But we have to let him in. We have to open up. We have to dig in. We have to let him work. We have to let him expose those things that he can't even see in us to do the work that he wants so that we can walk around re-rooted and re-established in the security of who I am in Christ. Oh, sorry, I need to stop talking about that real quick. I, I want to take just a minute here and, and, and pray for people, if, if you don't mind. Just as now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we seek or imagine according to his power that is at work in us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus forever. I, I really do believe with all my heart that this is a season this next, uh, you know, almost not quite 40 days from now. Uh, this next season where God wants to do more than we can even fathom or even ever imagine he wants to heal things that have been here for years. He wants to heal things that have been there for a week. He wants to heal all those places in us so that we can be secure in him. Not secure in your gifts, not secure in your ability, not secure in your bank account. Secure in solely the fact that God loves you. God heals you in us. God provides for you. And so I don't know if this is kind of where you are. 
Um, and I, I feel like it, it might be where a number of us uh, are being today of just things that God wants to do and God wants to heal. And so I'm going to just ask, if, if that's you and, and you want uh, just a little bit of extra prayer, you can come forward. Especially if there's some church and elders that, that want to pray. But we just want to pray for you. We just want to pray that God in his glorious wisdom would move in power and grace. That God in his glorious riches would use these people to reestablish you in your love and in your faith. That God in his glorious riches would make you secure in who you are in him. That you wouldn't rely on anyone else. That you wouldn't rely on what you think about yourself that you would solely rely on who God says you are. So if that's you, if you want some extra prayer, I'm going to ask you to come up. And if there's some elders here that want to come pray or you're part of a prayer team, I'm going to pray for you. We're just going to take a minute. What I pray is, Lord, that we would draw unto you during this time. Lord, I pray that we would let you do a work in our hearts. Lord, I pray that during this season, we would remember and experience in a new, fresh way what you've already done for us. That you loved us so much, that, that you cared about us so much, that you sent your son to die on the cross and rise again to new life in us. That your love for us is immeasurable. Lord, I pray that this would be a season where we speak that love to one another, where we speak that healing to one another, where we speak that forgiveness to one another, that we would bind our hearts together, that we would be as a body, as a church, as, as Paul says, rooted and established in your spirit, rooted, rooted and established in your love. And Lord, that would permeate throughout our lives, throughout our church, throughout our city. it is through what you know of every cloud and mountain, what you know every thought, you know every word before we speak it, Lord, that we are fully known by you, Lord, fully loved by you. Lord, I pray that that would be a new and fresh revelation for all of us.